0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice to text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We
1: are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you.
2: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness
0: of life with kids, we are Peace and Parenting.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle and today we're going to talk about electronics. Ew. I know. Barf. I hate them, <laughs> I hate them all.
2: Um, what's going well, Gemma?
1: What's going well? Jonah is napping right now, which is amazing. We like. Yeah. it we like napping snaps. well he's trying to drop it and we're trying to hang on to it for dear life so. <laughs> <laughs> today was a win he's asleep
2: good we like that yes. i wish i were napping right now
1: i know me too i
2: know what's going well um for you? yeah you know my little Esme, my sweet Esme. she's like she tells me things she's like confides in me and she has been lately and not scared to tell me even things that May not be the best things that some people would think to tell their moms, you right. know, yeah, you know, oh, I' so
1: good, yeah,
2: she's not scared to tell me when like you know there's stuff going on at parties that probably shouldn't be going on, but are mhm, and she's telling me about it, so it's good to know that's amazing. it's good to know that we've got that like communication thing going on, it's yeah. great. It's good and it's all scary too at the same time.
1: It is. That leads in perfectly to electronics because what are they doing on their phones that they're not telling?
2: (laughs) Electronics are so, so hard. I had a parent meeting this morning and we spent the entire time talking about electronics (laughs) Um, and it's moms of 11, 12, 14, 13, and 10. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And that's the whole thing is that for I think first and foremost for me and for this group that we were talking about today. They just are a reality. And for us to try to say, I mean, I heard a mom who has a three-year-old and a one-year-old say to me, well, I'm not letting my kids have social media and I'm not letting my kids have phones and I'm not letting. And I was thinking, yeah, I know. I thought that, too. Easy (laughs) to say right now. (laughs) I mean, of course, you can say that. um, But when they get to a certain age, it's kind of the reality. First of all, we want them to have a phone because we are giving them more um, freedom and we want to be able to contact them. Mm-hmm. And so that phone becomes a way of us being able to keep them safe, you know, because you can find them, you can on find, find my phone, you can find where your kid is, you can call them, they, you can, you know, they can go to different events and be picked up and whatnot. And so you want them to have the phone. And it's hard to say, I want you to have the phone for when I want you to have the phone, but you can't have the phone when you want to have the phone. Right. So that's really difficult. And the other thing is we're so hypocritical because most of us are so attached to our phones. And then we're telling our kids, you shouldn't be on your phone. It's not good to be on social media all the time, blah, blah, blah. But I do it
1: all the same. Oh, my gosh. This man at the park yesterday and my kids were laughing hysterically because he had an outburst. He had AirPods in. So I don't think he realized how loud he was talking. He was head down on his phone. He had three little kids with him for the whole hour. He was there and they were just asking to be pushed on the swings. And he finally like blew up and he was like, I am not a robot. Show some respect when I'm talking to somebody else And my kids were like, Why is he a robot? Is that man a robot? They were like asking him to his face and I'm like, Run But oh everywhere I go, I'm like everybody is on their phone. But then yeah. our kids aren't supposed to be attracted to phones. Like I know. We make it look very fun.
2: Yeah, we do. And and it is. And that's the problem is it is so fun. Yeah. And what's happened to adolescent kids is they've realized, oh there's a whole world of my friends out there and my mm-hmm. friends, friends and my friends, 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 and they're all doing fun things. And I can see it all. And so it's like, really, you're going to just say, I'm so sorry, you can't have a phone or you can't participate in all this stuff that everybody right, else is be participating in. So, yeah. so there's a lot there. So I'd say for those people who say, I'm just not going to give my kids social media and I'm not going to give them a phone you know, that might be doable for quite some time. But at some point, I don't know how feasible that is, or if that's the fight you want to fight. But if you do, I, I'm 100% behind you. I wish I could. I'm not strong enough for that. Um, so my kids have phones, both of them. And you know, their dad and I are divorced. And part of it is like, I want to be able to talk to them when they're with their dad. And, and we talk every day, every morning, they wake up and they text me and they go there on the weekends. And so like, I can see what's going on. I want to be connected to them. However. Those electronics make me insane. I just, because they love them so much. They really do. And it starts at like 11. They just start to be like super into their friends and into their phones and into the whole social thing. And they're on group chats and all these things. So I'm going to tell you what I do with my kids. I don't think it's scientifically proven to be anything, but it works for us. So yeah. Um, do it. <laughs> this, this is this is what I do. Um, on the weekdays, in the morning, nobody's on their phone. I get up super early and I do all my social media posts before anybody gets up, and then I literally put my phone away and I don't pick up my phone until after I drop them off from school. So in the morning, we are not on our electronics at all. Nobody. So do you at,
1: have theirs, or how do you keep them off so, of it?
2: So I take them at night. Oh, okay. They live in my room at night. That's good. So, um, I don't let them sleep with their phones or any electronics. So everything goes in my room at night. And so when they wake up, it's still in my room and it's not a big deal and they've gotten used to it and nobody needs their phone and nobody takes their phone to school because they don't allow phones at school. So they're here all day. So that's pretty easy. And then when we get home, the discussion is this, Hey guys, what's your plan for tonight? What's your plan? What do you have to do? How are you scheduling yourself? I know you want your electronics. How many hours do you think are acceptable? And every day is different. And every day they come up with their own plan with me. Like Pia will say, I want 20 minutes on my phone when I get home because I like to relax for 20 minutes. And I want to eat and I want to be on my phone. And I think that's fair.
1: I think that's so reasonable. I want that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like so many people say, um, you know, you got to come home and do your homework right away and then you can have your phone. But it's like, why? Why, does it, why are you using it as a carrot? Why are you using it as a bribe? Like, do your homework and I'll give you your phone. No, I let my kids decide because I want them to start to intrinsically decide what's good about having a phone and how much is too much. And I don't want to be the controller of all that. I want them to start figuring that part out. So, so like, for instance, people say, well, I want it for 20 minutes. And then I'm going to do some of my homework. And then I'd like to have it later for a little while. And then we'll have to say, well, how much is a little while? And, you know, what do you want? And blah, blah, blah. And we negotiate all that. And then there's, you know, there's timers set and I have to be involved. I have to make sure, you know, I have to be like the keeper of all that stuff, unfortunately, which becomes the hard part because everybody wants to push the, you know, the, I said 20 minutes, it ends up being 30. I'm still just one more thing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, everyone's pushing the limits. But you you can set a limit in those moments and you can say, okay, this is it. And I actually put my hand on the screen and I say, we're all done. But I come really close and sometimes I'll come really close and like see what they're doing, get involved in what they're doing for like a minute or two. Oh, you're playing Roblox with, oh, who's on there with you? Oh, somebody's, oh, Interesting okay, sweetie, you know, we're all done now. Your 20 minutes is up. And then, no, I don't want more, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's it, honey. And then I'll put, I'll put my hand on the screen. I'll say, okay, so do you want to put it in my room or do you want me to put it in my room? I just want more. And then sometimes it'll turn into a fight and where she'll have a big tantrum and I'll have to sit through the feelings. And then sometimes she'll just put it away.
1: Depending on the day. Yeah,
2: so that's generally how we do it. Um, and then there've been like a lot of times where we, I've had a lot of conversations about like, listen, you're on roadblocks, you're interacting with people. Cause Pia will be like, oh, I'm talking to my friend on roadblocks and I'm like, okay, that's great. But we know that that person on roadblocks could be like a 60 year old guy in Russia, yes. you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> just FYI, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> realistic about what's going on. She's like, what? I'm like, it could be anybody is my point. So we've had a lot of discussions about predators online and that people aren't who they say they are and that you don't want to give any information out and that, you know, and this is all good teachable moments. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want my kids interacting with that. And I get that. And then you shouldn't. You shouldn't have them interacting. But if you do have them interacting, you need to tell them what the pitfalls are of being out there. And, you know, Esme and I have had a lot of conversations, like whatever you put on social media, whatever you put on Instagram, whatever you put on Snapchat, if you're like she's applying to high school right now, I'm like that high school you're applying to, they're going to look at your social media accounts and they're going to say, oh, who's Esme Carlson? Oh, this is the girl with her butt cheeks hanging out of her bathing suit. Like, I don't think we want her here. She looked sweet in the interview, but, you know, uh uh-uh. And so, and I say, don't put anything on the internet that you didn't, wouldn't want the director of your school seeing. Yeah. And so that's kind of our rule of thumb. So she doesn't post too much on the internet, although Snapchat, you know, that stuff posts and then it goes away right away. Yeah. So I'm really wary of Snapchat. I also have their phones and their passwords and I go through their phones and they know that.
1: Oh, they do. It's good.
2: Yep. They know I go through their phones and sometimes I'll see things and I will rarely say anything because I think it's like their thing to you know, like some girl will be being mean on a text or whatever. And I just kind of, that's their thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I don't want to know. And I do end up finding out a bunch of stuff that I don't want to know about, but they know that I'm looking through it and it's not like it's a a big deal. And I kind of just peruse every couple of days through all their messages and things and Snapchat and all that stuff just to make sure everything's okay.
1: Yeah. I was going to say when we were little, my dad had something on our computer because there weren't really, I mean, phones came when I was like in high school, but he had something called cyber sitter and he had like trigger words in it that would go off if we typed a certain word. Everything would shut down and you like knew, oh no, (laughs) I'm in trouble now. And you couldn't like remember what you said, but it's the same thing. I feel like it's your right as a parent to keep them safe.
2: Yeah. I try not to meddle though. And I try not yeah. to like be like, oh, I read all your text messages. It looks like so and so is this and that and blah, blah, blah. I just try to keep it to myself unless it's absolutely necessary to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. And then um, at night, the phones and all the electronics go in my room as a way of just like, it's time to turn it off and put it away. And then on the weekends, I say like, you can't have them before 9 or 10 a.m. You have to get up and like, you know, have a life. Yeah. And not be so attached to your electronics.
1: So are they very attached or are they more low key about it in general?
2: It depends. Some yeah. days they're very attached. I'd say my youngest was never attached until this year. Oh. Now she's like super into it. And my yeah. oldest is like, she is really into watching TV on her computer. Oh my
1: gosh, cute.
2: <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Oh. It's like she's super into Grey's Anatomy and I think is like on season whatever, 10 or something on yeah. that. And so she gets onto these television shows and she gets super addicted because you can binge watch now, right? Oh, my
1: gosh. I know. So
2: it's like she's b- binge watching oh. like, all this stuff that she's super into. So she's, her, she's not on the phone socially so much anymore. She went through that. They go through this period. Well, my kids at least like starts at 11 to like 12 and a half. They're like super into texting and Instagram and like group text and all of that. And now it's kind of fallen to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So her it's not such a big deal social media isn't such a big deal anymore it's just more like she's watching her shows and she wants to relax because she studies really hard and she's like mom I just want to like veg
1: and zone out yeah yeah
2: and I get that yeah but yeah but you don't need to watch 10 episodes
1: (laughs) this is so that's what I deal with with a three and five year old is TV like they don't have I guess a lot of their friends have iPads and stuff but I don't we've never done that with them they have a shared iPad that's like 10 years old that they look up Lego instructions on but they don't even know that it does other things perfect with TV I feel like it gets them really disconnected but they're very addicted to TV Mm -hmm. so I'll let them watch like a movie or a show maybe twice a week which I know is nothing compared to what most Mm -hmm. kids get to watch but If I give them one show, they ask for more. Then they ask for more. Then they ask for more. And so for my own sanity, I'm just like, nope. We're going to watch one. I'm going to set the limit. You're going to scream. And then we're going to move on with our day. And everybody's fine. And same with my phone. Like, if they see me texting, it's kind of an alert to me. Like, get off your phone, woman. Because they'll... And so then I let them, like, text a couple emojis. Because they think the emojis are so fun. (laughs) But that's, like, the extent of electronics in our house. And that it really is doable. Like, I think a lot of people think you have to like how do I go to the store without my kid being on my phone playing and oh you can yeah. build yourself up to where they don't need that because my kids go to the store perfectly fine they don't even know that the phone in the shopping cart is an option you know Cause yeah I always just had to sit there and like look around Like yeah <laughs> we didn't ever used it that way but
2: yeah I can see how you would because it like shuts them up yeah and they just kind of zone out but yeah I think the um that's the other thing is that it tamps down. It can be used to tamp down feelings mm-hmm. and numb out. And so a lot of kids will use it as a way of tamping down their feelings. And then when you take it away, all those all that stuff starts coming up yeah. for them. So that's hard too. And I know that you know we've had lots of we we've, we've had a lot of like meltdowns around electronics. And I just mm-hmm. kind of say like just let them happen. It's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it's you a- said with the roadblocks or whatever she plays you come and like try to get involved i do that with tv because i already know the disconnection yeah. is coming i try to never just like leave them alone in front of the tv unless i'm like working out right beside them as they're watching and then when it's getting close to the end or during my workout i'll be like oh daniel tiger said da that's so funny like i try to really engage yeah. during yeah. so that it's not a disconnecting activity even though it is in itself.
2: Like. Well, it makes the transition a bit better, I think, yeah. than just, like, yanking the plug out and then everyone's like, yeah. ah!
1: Yeah, but I do play with that, too, and I'm like, I have the remote, who's going to hit the red button before I get the red button, and, like, try yeah. to make it a game so they don't even notice the TV's being turned off, but they do notice. So. Yeah,
2: and I, you know, the other thing I just thought about, I offer special time sometimes. Oh, right after? Yeah, that's a that's sometimes a, a good transition um mm-hmm. into, like, getting, you know, getting them moving and a new direction with connection and then the other thing is is that sometimes they'll be like oh my god it's so boring what can I possibly yeah. do you took my electronics away it's so boring there's nothing to do in this house and like everyone's like writhing and like <laughs> spilling all over like, you're like oh
1: wow yeah, but so- imagine you without a phone that's how I am when my phone's charging I'm like dying
2: <laughs> right And so I let them just go and I, and they're like, I'm so bored. I go, I know it kind of is boring without, and I I empathize with them. Like I say, I know the phone is really fun. I get it. I know why you want to have it. No, you don't. You don't understand. You don't understand anything. I I know I'm right here. I hear you. I hear you're upset. I I can tell you're upset. I understand. No, you don't understand. You don't understand anything. Then I just stay quiet and
1: Mm -hmm. listen. And pretty soon they figure out something to do. Yeah. Somebody at my Bible study group said that last night, like we have a very hard time being bored. And like our attention span is so short because we're constantly entertained. And that's why I'm so limiting with TV and electronics, because I'm like, go play. You have blocks everywhere. You have Legos. You can find something to do besides sit in front of the screen, even when it's winter and we can't go outside. There's still stuff to do. It's just so important to me. I don't know why, because I'm a TV addict, but... Maybe that's Yeah, maybe that's why <laughs> you're like, you know how bad it could be. Can't Go pass this spark <laughs> yes. I need to limit myself.
2: <laughs> I know. I really don't watch TV. Yeah, that's but I, good. you know, I'm on my electronics. I'll say yeah. that. I, I, I work. <laughs> I work. Yeah.
1: In- I mean, you have to. But yeah, it's all about setting limits and finding what you're comfortable with. Like some days for me, I'm exhausted and I have to put on the TV so that I can lay beside them and close my eyes for an hour. And I wake see,
2: me up. that is really important to say. And I think also like I've used the electronics as a way to get special time done. Yeah. I really have. I've given the iPad to one so I could do special time with the other and yes. then flip it because I've needed to. And that was like the best use of that damn iPad. I swear. Then we used to do that a lot at the beginning when they weren't used to like playing on their own and they couldn't figure it out. I used the iPad that way. And I thought, you know what? So what? I got to do it. Or when yeah. I've been tired, like you said, I put on a movie. Of course I need to.
1: then Dan was that, he left for the fire Academy for three months. He did not live in our household and i had a six month old baby and so every night i had to put caleb in front of the tv for a half an hour while i got jonah to sleep and it was like painful for me and then he would have a tantrum every night when the show ended but i'm like i i literally have to have tv right now yeah and it was just right. three months and we're all okay and he's not addicted to be to tv no. like i am but... <laughs>
2: he's not following mommy's footsteps no, yet I know. <laughs>
1: that's okay
2: but i'd say to like let him be bored Really yeah. let them be bored. They find fun things to do when they're bored, especially if you have siblings. So all of a sudden, they're like, well, I got nothing else to do. I better play, play with this kid over here. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looks fun today. <laughs> You know, like you know, last resort. Yeah. But that creates their the other part of it is if you're watching too much TV or if you're participating on your phone too much or if you're doing anything too much, then you're not participating in your life. Yeah. You're you're missing out on relationships. You're missing out on um, you know, having interactions with other people, you're missing out on your sibling relationship, you're missing out on that kind of stuff. So limiting it is good. I think we can't you know, too much is not is not good. But finding a plan for yourself, how are you gonna manage it? where are your limits? What's, what's enough and, you know, what's too much and all of that is just, you know, personal preference. But, um, I think it's something to be thought about and, you know, and also being the good model, you know, we can't tell our kids you're, you're not allowed and then do it in front of them. So if we want, you know, we don't, our other rules are it's not at the dinner table. It's never at a restaurant. It's never, you know, If we go somewhere, they're off and I, my kids all know about like, because they take their phones to their friends' houses. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing I say, you need to have phone etiquette when you're somewhere else and a parent is talking to you, that phone is put away. If they ask you to put it away, you put it away. If someone's, you know, if there's an interaction going on, you put that phone away. Don't be the kid at someone's house who's sitting in the corner on the phone, please. And Esme will be like, I'd use really good phone etiquette today at my friend's house. I'm oh, like,
1: that's sweet. <laughs> you know, like,
2: they're aware of it. Like we talk about it. Yeah, and I pointed it out when they've had friends over and I'm like, um, this little girl is not <laughs> looked up once. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's happening here? And they noticed too. And then we're like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Electronics, the bane of my existence. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. And they will, too. They'll figure
1: it out. I mean, it's going to be a part of their life. Dan always says to me, he's like, are our kids going to be behind because they don't have an iPad and they don't know what they're doing? Like, they'll figure it out in two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Electronics are so enticing. You'll get it. Once you give them them, there's no taking them
2: back. (gasps) So wait as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah, they will. All right. Anything else, Gemma? I don't think so. Okay. Write,
1: review, subscribe. Check out our Patreon. We'll be back next
2: week. We'll see you next week.